today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. One of the other ones, of course, about is who's going to run this thing. And that's become a debate. Uh, the Amalgamated Transit Union, the ATU, these are the people that are working for the HSR right now, have some concerns about this. Uh, the HSR Drivers Union says it's against privatization of the LRT and wants the city to stand by actually a clause that exists already in their contract. Uh, to get some clarification on this, we're pleased to welcome Eric Tuck back to the program. Eric is the president of ATU Local 107, and uh, he joins us here on the Bill Kelly Show. How are you doing this morning, Eric? I'm doing great, Bill. It's nice to talk to you again, well, as always. Uh, it's a pleasure. Good to have you back on here. Explain exactly what your stand is and the concern, and, 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 and then we'll get into this contract situation. Sure. So, so to start with, Bill, uh, obviously... Uh, any investment in transit is exciting news for uh, any municipality. Our uh, major concern on this particular project is the procurement policy of Metrolinx to uh, contract out the operations and the maintenance part of it. Um, so today we're, we're, we're dealing with the environmental assessment, and my guess is it will probably pass, provided it's extended to Eastgate Square. Uh, our union has not taken a position either way on this. We believe that a decision on the transit system for this city should be made by the citizens of this city. Uh, but we do have obvious concerns about who is going to operate and maintain. And the, uh, the procurement policies, uh, as they are currently under Metrolinx, says that if you're going to bid on this project, it's a design, build, operate, and maintain. And we want that clearly understood that that is a privatization of our transit system. Uh, And certainly to carve out your main line and turn that over to a private consortium to operate for the next 30 years is not desirable for any community. Uh, And in fact, will increase the cost of our transit system. Uh, As a matter of fact, uh, somebody with some vision, I'm assuming on your side of the table when these negotiations were going on, Eric, uh, might have thought about this because there basically is a clause there that says if there's going to be public transit in this city, uh, you guys have to be involved. I'm, I know I'm paraphrasing, but that's the essence of it, isn't it? That's the absolute essence of it. And there's not one clause in our contract. There's at least three that I can think of that would uh, come into effect. And I have made councillors aware of this. We've made the province aware of this. And uh, we've asked Metrolinx to come to the table and have a discussion. Uh, certainly before that operating agreement is signed by the city of Hamilton, and they ultimately have the say of who will operate this system. Even though it's funded through the province, Nobody can come into the city of Hamilton and operate a transit system without the city's authority and without their say-so. So we're going to be holding our councillors accountable for ensuring public transit remains publicly owned and operated in the city of Hamilton. You, uh, you said that you wanted to sit down with Metrolinx and talk about that. Have you had that meeting yet? No. Uh, in fact, I've reached out to the Premier on at least two occasions. Uh, the, she turned me over to the Labour Minister. We've, uh, I stopped Stephen Del Duca while he was in town uh, for the, the last council debate. And uh, he assures me that he will create uh, the atmosphere for that meeting to happen, but I, I have yet to hear from him. In uh, essence, and uh, in the context of time frame, I mean, that's not something that has to happen today. I mean, this this environmental assessment is a separate matter, but this is before you sign this operating agreement and the agreement with the, with Metrolinx. This is this is down the road, but not too far down the road. Correct, Bill. I think we're looking at timelines. The first call is in June, uh, but that's nothing concrete. Uh, the actual timeline, I think, is more around October. So we do have a bit of time, but I want. Uh, I want everyone to know the councillors that are voting today are voting on an environmental assessment only. 
uh, and that operating agreement has yet to be uh, debated. And just because they they approve today for the environmental assessment doesn't necessarily mean uh, when we get down the road in in uh, September and start talking about the operating agreement that they're necessarily going to be supporting it at that stage if we cannot come to some agreement. Eric, what about the existing uh, LRT systems or the one, for instance, the KW that's a, you know, I guess about a year away from actually getting running right now? Uh, right. They've crossed this bridge already. If you excuse the pun, uh, w- what are they doing? So theirs is going to be run by a private consortium. And again, I have concerns with any municipality that turns their system over. We already have a 2014 uh, Auditor General's report that clearly identifies the 3P systems as costing 30% more. Uh, All you have to do is look at Metrolink's history. The current um, uh, fare system uh, that we use the Presto system, they sold it to us, uh, oh, you're going to get it for the municipality, we're going to provide the uh, funding for it, and it's all it's going to cost you is a 2% royalty over the next five years. We bought into that, and now they're increasing it to 9%. So, you know, private companies don't go into business uh, unless there's a dollar to be made. That's the reality. So it is an added cost, and it will add cost to the cost of transit down the road. Now, those systems that are already up and running, though, Eric, did those communities, those municipalities, have similar protections in their contracts that you have in this one? I don't believe any of them had the kind ah. of language. Yeah. We're, we're the oldest uh, system in, in uh, Canada. We're the oldest uh, transit system in Canada, and our language, uh, our contract is very uh, very lengthy, and we've, we've addressed these issues in the past. Uh, we have a lot of experience, <laughs> uh, certainly running one of the most efficient safe uh, transit systems in in North America, and we believe that our over a century of doing that for this community, that we are entitled to have language that protects our jobs and protects our workers. Your uh, contract, uh, coincidentally, uh, expires just around the time of the next municipal election, doesn't it? Yes. Uh, actually, our contract uh, expires December 2018. As you know, we have a municipal election in November 2018. We have a provincial election in June of 2018. So I have no doubt this will be a political matter, and it will be a political decision, and I hope everybody does the right thing for Hamilton. I'm going to go out on a limb here, Eric, and figure that when you guys begin those negotiations, this clause here about you guys having exclusivity here is not going to be on the table, as far as you're concerned, anyway. I can guarantee you that clause will never be on the table, and if we have to go out, we'll be out. (laughs) I didn't have to read too much between the lines to figure that out. There's going to be, obviously, legal challenges uh, should anybody deviate from that. Well, obviously, I mean, a contract is a contract, and and I don't know, you know, when this clause was instituted in, in your contract some time ago, uh, there was talk about LRT, but it was a very much in the abstract then, like someday that might happen. Uh, now, though, that uh, it looks like the rail is going to hit the road, uh, this seems to be moving along right now. Uh, council's going to have to address this, but more importantly, Metrolinx is going to have to address this uh, going forward, because, I mean, if they are committed to, to these sorts of projects in other communities besides Hamilton, they're going to run into this, I would think, in other places. They certainly are, and, you know, the reality is that this is under the provincial jurisdiction. The provincial government brought this uh, in through Metrolinks, which is an organization they created, and when you look at uh, their history of of, uh, 
I would say, not running things most efficiently, uh, trying not to insult anybody. But the reality is the Auditor General has pointed out several times where Metrolinx has failed uh, in their management of the operation. And I think it's time that the provincial government and the Premier look at what their procurement policies are and why those procurement policies are in place, and I think they need to address that part of it. Certainly the operating part of it, where municipalities have been served by a particular transit uh, uh, consortium or, or company uh, that they created. You know, our, our transit system, our company, HSR, was created over 120 years ago. And we have uh, provided this community with safe, efficient transit over that period of time. And there's no reason to have a procurement policy that cuts us out of that whole system. Eric, we'll certainly stay in touch as this rolls out. Thanks so much for the time today. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Bill. I appreciate the time. Take care. That's Eric Tuck, president of ATU Local uh, 107. There's the, the bus drivers and uh, maintenance staff and everybody else, of course, that works for the HSR. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.